It does come. Dallas picks it up. Intercepted. Juan Thornhill. And Thornhill keeps on going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of Prospect Profile. My name is Lawrence, and I'm going to be bringing to you two ACC prospects today. Um, one, one on the defensive side of the ball and one on the offensive side of the ball, as per usual. The first guy I want to cover today is a very, very interesting prospect to me. I think one of my favorites, actually, so far during my evaluation uh, period, th these past seven weeks or so I've been doing this. And... Um, I really, really, really like um, this guy's prospects going to the next level. And uh, his name is Juan Thornhill. He is a six foot, 210 pound safety playing for the University of Virginia. And Juan is a really, really interesting player. Like I said, I, I really like what this guy does because um, he could do so many things. And he's so, and I, I'm going to go into that in a little bit. But first, I wanna, what I want to say about Thornhill as an interesting uh, tidbit is that he actually used to play corner. Um, Virginia originally had him playing cornerback. And um, so I guess I'm, I'm going to actually do a rare thing where I start with like one of the concerns I have with him. And my concern was his corner film, when he played at corner, it wasn't too great. Um <laughs> He had some problems, uh, whether it was when it was like kind of like if he got beat by a receiver, um, he didn't really have that um, quite have that recovery speed off the line of scrimmage to keep up, and it was it, it was kind of uh, glaring at times that he would just kind of he just kind of got beat off the line of scrimmage, and clearly I just don't think playing receivers like speedy receivers off the line of scrimmage just isn't his um where he's gonna make his money and i i think you just he was getting played out of position there and i think virginia realized that bronco mendenhall uh coach mendenhall realized that pretty quickly and so they decided this year to make him a full-time safety i think he was playing a little bit of both last year but now this year they committed to him and so he was uh, about 195 when he was kind of a hybrid. So they asked him to gain a little weight, and he did. And he bulked up to 210, as I said, which is which is really good. So that's a nice, like, extra, you know, 15 pounds of weight he added on, which is really, really good. So, yeah, so this corner film wasn't too great. And I was, um, I was a little concerned about that, but... When you see what he does now as a full-time safety, I think you can kind of put that aside um, and, and realize what he really is good at. And so what I see with Juan Thornhill is not – he plays well at the line of scrimmage in terms of diagnosing like run plays – or, or if he's coming off the blitz, not, not in like man, man to man playing receiver, but, um, 
in the terms of that, yeah, diagnosing plays off the line of scrimmage. Um, he's so um, he's aggressive. Um, he he covers like from sideline to sideline. He's so like adept at uh, seeing where a play is gonna go, and it's like I feel like when you watch him, he's everywhere. But he's involved in almost every play on defense. He's never really away from the play. He's always looking to to gang tackle with his other guys, or if he has a guy, he, uh, if if it's a one on one situation, he's gonna try to make that attack. He's gonna try to make that tackle, and he's usually there. He's one of the first guys there, and it's uh, he's just yeah, he's just a very very dominating presence. Uh, he's like. And when he hits, if he's able to get a clean contact with you, he hits you. Man, he is a hard-hitting guy. Um, I just, I've seen him deliver some absolutely nasty hits uh, on some certain running backs and some quarterbacks in the backfield. It's, uh, he's 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 just got a nose for um for guys, and it's uh, he just has a nose for hitting guys and I, I really like I just really like a safety that can play the run so well as he can you know and not just be a, a ball hawk guy that just kind of sits back in coverage all, a lot and doesn't really want to get down and dirty with the the front seven so that's what I really appreciate about Florida Hill he, he really likes getting involved in those in that in the run game he likes getting involved and trying to blow the plays like that and um you could do a lot with him, like throw, throw different looks with him on the line of scrimmage, um, because he's he's a willing tackler and he's a very aggressive and he's he's gonna get down and dirty and and really uh, get involved in some of those scrums, you know, near the line of scrimmage. So also, um, it, it, so it, but yeah, like. I just like I just like how he's always involved. Thornhill has never really taken plays off. He's con- consistently effort um, all the time. The guy doesn't play can't play less than one hundred twenty percent. You can see it out there. He has a love for the game. He uh, he never slows down. He's just he's always looking to make a play um, out there. So I I really like that about him. He's tenacious. He's got that he's got that fire that aggressiveness. That you want to see in a safety. Um, so an interesting thing about Thornhill is that actually he's a two-sport athlete. Um, he played high school uh, basketball, and there was like, like he has some pretty sick highlights on YouTube where he's like dunking on guys, and guy has a serious vertical, like the, like from what I hear, probably like a forty-inch vertical, and you can see it in the way he covers guys on. Um, in, in, in like 50-50 ball situations, he can jump. <laughs> he guy can jump out the building, and it, I think it catches some uh, receivers off guard because he's also got some pretty decent size. He's six one too, so he's not like a, a sh- like a short short like secondary play, a defensive back like some guys are. So he's got that six one, and he's got that forty inch vertical, so he can really play those one on one you know situations on. If a receiver's coming out there and the ball's in the air, he can, and it's kind of coming and they're they're jumping in the same spot. A lot of times, Thornhill can is going to win those balls. So sometimes you got to pick an interception off of it too. So yeah, that's I thought that was really interesting 
the, his basketball background is actually playing into how well he can jump with receivers and, and win those 50-50 balls. And it just it just adds another like layer to how he plays, I, I think. If he's got that understanding of uh, you know like rebounding and uh, in basketball and kind of taking it to the point of covering a receiver in football, which I think is really, really interesting. So he also has got just, and like I said, and going off of that, he has a really, just has a nose for the football. He has, actually has like, um, I believe, um, one of, like one of the top five guys in like career interceptions right now in active, current active FBS players. And, um, he, I know he has, um, He has uh, five interceptions this year, so he he's like a guy that can really. He had two against Miami actually, uh, and those two interceptions were the first one was like a really good play uh, by him, and he really cut in from the um, from the defensive backfield and uh, and made a play in zone. The second one was a really bad throw by um, a Rosier. Um, Miami's quarterback, and uh, but he still made a nice play on it, though. You know, you got to make those catches when when the ball comes right toward you, and he did it. So, but yeah, he has he has that he has that ability to make, uh, create turnovers, and that's a big thing as well. Uh, in with his pro stock, he's a he's a turnover guy, and he can he can create turnovers, and not just you know just play really good defense. Yeah, you know, which is, I mean, it's good to be, you know, a guy that defends passes and everything, but it's another, it's even another level to be able, the guy to make plays like that and you create turnovers. And like I said, a lot of that has to do with his leaping ability and his ability to contest catches with, with that vertical of his. And, um, he's really good at mirroring a receiver's moves and coverage. He, uh, he keeps he's able to keep plays in front of him in that zone, and that's why, um, like I said before, uh, he he's able. That's why he's so much better at safety. He's able to use uh, use his body uh, really well and keep plays in front of him. So when the plays in front of him, he's so aggressive and he shoots in and he can make plays, or, or he can play. He's actually pretty solid at playing man against like slower slower possession receivers or tight ends. So that does that's not as big of a deal. So if he can, if you're asking him to cover a short route and man, he can definitely do that. It's it's just down the field against speedier receivers is where he, uh, in man to man where he kind of has some problems. But he's a very very good zone safety. And I and I also noticed too he actually turns his head for the wall uh for the ball very well. Like he he doesn't have that problem where he. Can't, he's having a problem with keeping his head on the swivel. He's able to look back and find the ball. So uh, a lot of lot of positives about Juan Thornhill. I uh, mean, I just really like his uh, aggressiveness, his tenacity. This he, he's always making like he like in, against Liberty. He had uh, 13 tackles and an interception. I mean, he is just all over the place 
Like, I'll just give you a few other stat lines. Against Georgia Tech uh, yesterday, nine tackles. Um, against North Carolina, seven tackles. Against Duke, eight tackles and interception. He He's just always, always making plays. It, it's um, constantly you're seeing him evol- involved uh, in their defensive plays. And um, it's just like he's all he's just all over the field. Nonstop effort from Juan Thornhill. And... Uh, I, I just think he his skill set translates very well to the pros, and he's able to do a number of things and contribute in a lot of different ways. I could see him being an absolute menace on like a special teams unit as well, uh, just with his aggressiveness and and just how how he likes to tackle and stuff. And but with his tackling, there is one thing I've noticed about Juan Thornhill. And I think this is definitely a thing he's going to have to clean up at the next level. He is a very, he's a very big leg tackler. He's a, he, he try he tends to bite ankles sometimes and go low a little too much. And I think that's going to bite him sometimes, no pun intended. Um, because it's just, he, he is just, like, oftentimes I see him just go a low a lot and I'm just like, Hey man, just, just. Make that upper, you know, but tackle into the guy's upper body and just wrap him up instead of trying to just drag him down by the legs. You know, some of these strong NFL players with these strong legs, they're just going to run right through those tackles. They're going to, those ankle tackles, they'll just run right through them. And um, I understand sometimes you have to make that diving ankle stop, but you don't always have to do it. Sometimes I just see him go low when it's just really not entirely necessary and I think I just rather see him wrap up properly um so his tackling form I think needs a little work I think I think the intensity is there which I like he wants to he's willing to do it he wants to do it he's not shying away from contact it's just he needs to work on properly facilitating that contact and and able to be able to um properly uh, con- and consistently bring a guy down and wrap him up. But that's a, you know, that's another little concern of his, like I but that, that goes along with the thing I was talking about with his man coverage skills and uh, with, against like speedier downfield receivers. But um, besides those couple things, man, I, I just, I think Thornhill is going to be a very, very good pro player. Um, I don't think he's going to go in the first round. Which is unfortunate because I think he's got first round talent. I think I would, but I think he's gonna go it. I think I can definitely see him going in like late second round. I, that's my prediction for him. I think he's gonna go like late second, but he's a guy I think could definitely rise up though and go even higher um, down the road because I think the word is getting out about this guy. It's funny because like a lot of the talk um, there in Virginia is is on the corner Bryce Hall. Who, don't get me wrong, from what I've seen of Bryce Hall, he's a very good player. But I just for me, Thornhill just stands out on film a little more than a, than a Bryce Hall. And some of that is Bryce Hall is is locking down receivers. You know, sometimes it's hard to see that on film. But um, yeah, Thornhill just man, he just jumps off the page for me. Uh, he's a type of player I like. It's a safety deck. Just he just can do a little bit of everything, and he's willing to do a little bit of everything. Like, I like that they asked him to gain weight, and he did it, and he went out and he said, hey, you know, I'm going to be a safety, and I'm going to excel at it. He didn't 
take it as a demotion of, oh, you know, I'm not good enough to play corner. He took it as a challenge, and he went for it, and he did really, really was dead doing very well at it. So I think that's a really good uh, really good tell for his future um, and his work ethic in general. So he seems like a hard-working guy. So I think th- Juan Thornhill is going to be a very, very good player. I think any team that ends up with him is going to be very, very fortunate to have him. I think he's going to develop into a really, really sound defensive back in the NFL. So, so next on the agenda, though, on the offensive side of the ball, we're going to be talking about a quite the polarizing prospect as of late. Uh, it, uh, one of the in, the in this quarterback class that has been widely maligned uh, <laughs> as of late, um, it, it's not your typical like. It's not a class where you really see a guy totally stand out um, at all, really. I mean, yeah, you know, Herbert, who I actually I kind of raved about, he, he's had some down games since I covered him. And I, I think some people believe that he'd be better off staying another year. And the rumor is with Herbert that he might stay because his brother is going to Oregon. So that's always a possibility. So even if so he doesn't declare, then this class is probably not going to be what people really want it to be uh, in terms of quarterbacks. Um, so, but the guy um, I'm going to cover today, though, is Ryan Finley from NC State. But Finley is... He's, he's an interesting one. Uh, <laughs> in some not-so-great ways and some, some good ways, but... Yeah, Finley, Finley's a weird prospect. Because when I first evaluated Finley, I saw a lot of the good. And I went, oh, man, like, this guy's really good. So, like, why, I'm like, why, what's kind of up with the some of the doubt on him as of late? And, but I, then I was able to kind of, because uh, for whatever reason, I call a lot of the games where he, he was kind of protected and had a lot of time in the pocket and was really doing his thing. But Ryan Finley has some problems when things don't quite go as you expect. And I think there's a very, very big concern there with Finley in that regard. Um, so I'm going to start off again as, like a, as a change. Some of these negatives that we've seen about Ryan Finley, he doesn't push the ball down the field much for NC State. So he's very, uh, he's a quite a, um, and I don't think it's a lack of, like, confidence in his arm. I just don't think he can really push it down the field. I, I think it's one of those things he's not, like, doesn't have a good arm, and he, he has a good arm and is just too scared to go down the field. He, it's, that, that arm talent just isn't really what you want it to be with him. It's it's that ball doesn't really travel too far, and when he does try to push it, the ball kind of lofts a little bit. It's um, He's not like the prettiest thrower when he's trying to really go more than like 20, 25 yards downfield. And uh, but there's, I think that's really, you know, a thing now in the NFL where a lot of teams look at that and they get very 
um, concerned about that. When you really can't push it, and you don't have that lack of a deep threat. And uh, I think it's going to lower his ceiling on his NFL potential because of that. It's because, you know, you kind of hit, you, he has like a low, you know, what do they call it, like a low floor, you know, I'm having a low ceiling, you know, high floor, but maybe, but that's, it's just, he's kind of is what he is at this point, I think is the thing with Finley. He's not going to scare you with his feet too much. Uh, he's kind of, I mean, he can escape at times when needed, but he doesn't look like a natural out there running running from guys. He looks kind of like not not too fleet of foot, and he just it just looks ugly when he's trying to run away. Uh, his escape abilities isn't too great. It isn't amazing, but so and go, going along with that. When he tends to drift out of the pocket, or when there's pressure coming, his accuracy starts dropping. And that's a major, major, major red flag for NFL quarterbacks. A lot of guys that are like that, they get flustered easily, and they're, they don't have that accuracy thrown on the run. I, I'm sorry, but that's such a huge thing now. In the NFL, you have to be able to throw on the run and be do it accurately, because that a lot of times plays are going to break down. The NFL defensive players are too good for that not to happen. Uh, you know, several times a game, you have to be able to make those those throws uh, when things go wrong. And you see Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes do it every Sunday. It's that's the that is what makes them great and what makes them stand out. And Ryan Finley, quite frankly, just can't do it. And I, or I don't see him do it often enough. Uh, you see it. He just, his feet get all messed up when he's trying to throw out outside the pocket or on the run. He doesn't, he's not able to get a, get a proper, like, properly set and throw, throw a good ball. Um, and that's not good. Uh, he just, and he's got that. And like I said, with when pressure comes, he just has that. Red, that alarm goes off in his head where it just, the panic alarm goes off and things go awry and and quick with Finley. So, and then also he tends to stare down his first read a lot. He's, another one of those things where I know that kind of Herbert does that too, right? I talked about that and Finley has that tendency to do that as well. So, right now you got a guy that's not not great at reading the whole entire field. Um, he's not that accurate when getting rushed outside the pocket, and, and it's like he doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of arm to work with. So, to me, it's like what, that's hard to that's a hard thing to uh, stuff to improve on for Ryan Finley. That's a that's a lot of that's a lot of things going on there that I I don't think are very fixable things with Finley. Maybe the 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 seeing the field, you know, and working with the coaches and stuff, but you can't help his arm what his arm is. Um his you know, his accuracy when he's getting rushed, you know, you can't help that either. Accuracy is you can't coach that. And the another, and just one other thing, he's a sixth-year senior. 
So he's already like like he's old. You know, for yeah, you know, so he's not like he doesn't have a whole lot of like time where you can work with him and say, Oh yeah, maybe he can improve. I don't think he's really doesn't have as much time as some of these other younger cornerbacks have. He's already kind of hit that, I think, where he's going to hit. I think he's kind of peaked. Um, but, you know, okay. Going away from the, the negatives with Finley and going to the positives and trying to, you know, see what Finley can do well, I really like um, when he does able to stand back there, he can hit the back shoulder throw really well. Um I just like his ball placement in general. He doesn't really put his receivers in too bad of a spot when he's got time to throw. I that's preface it with that. When or when he, you know when he's sitting back in the pocket, he's at that he's at the he's like a rhythm thrower. You know he gets in a rhythm and he's a very much a rhythm passer. And um, I, I think just he hits like those slants and crossers r- really well. I think in a west if you put him in a west coast system where he can get the ball out quickly and not have to think about pressure coming t- toward him, I think he would be actually pretty solid. Um, he, he's actually pretty good at when he does. I will say, though, when he does scramble out of the pocket, he does keep his eyes downfield, which is good. He's not looking to, like, try to, like, look for the running lane. You know, he's looking, at least looking for his receivers. And, but, yeah, and he, like I said, he likes to get the ball out quick. He's... He, play, he plays pretty smart. He doesn't turn the ball over much. You know, he's not a, like a turnover machine. I mean, he's like, he's got what? Um, on the season, he's got, what, 21 touchdowns and seven interceptions, which is not bad at all. You know, he's he's pretty consistent in regards to that. Um, yeah, I, the thing with, with Finley, I, you know, he just... I think there's just a cap on what he can do. I think Finley is, I think his, at most, I can see him as a high-quality backup for a, for a team that runs a, you know, a, you know, quick, get the ball out quick, you know, sort of offense, you know, that doesn't, uh, uh, rely on long developing plays to get, uh, push the ball that like went downfield. I think if he was in a system like that, I think he's going to absolutely have his life be miserable, and uh, <laughs> I think he would have a very short career. But um, if he's in a system like I said, where you know, quick West Coast style, quick, quick, it, uh, quick release, just get it out. I think you could actually do something with him. I don't think he's going to be anything, or he's going to be anything special. I think if at the most he can maybe be a serviceable starter, um, you know, in the lower tier of quarterbacks in the NFL, that won't, you know, get you in too much trouble. But he's not not going to really like get you really too far either, you know. And I don't know. I think Finley is. Grades out more as like a mid round, like a fourth round pick type of type of deal, where you see what you can do with him. But I don't see him as a first round, second round type of talent. Uh, um, 
I don't know. I just I I, don't know. I think Finley he's he is what he is at this point. Like I said, he's a six year senior. He knows what he does well. You know, he does that. He doesn't have that arm strength uh, to really get down the field and make big big plays. But um, you know, he he's gonna hit those short. He's gonna hit those those short routes really well. Um, if he's given the proper time, but you know, don't expect him to really make things. He makes some spectacular plays when the plays break down, and that's when things start to get really, really, uh, uh really bad for him. But yeah, no, that's that's it on Brian Finley. Uh, like I said, this is this quarterback class in general is just kind of um underwhelming. I guess there's not really one guy that's been really standing head and shoulders above everybody. Well, maybe Herbert, like I said, but we're not even sure if he's coming out at this point. Um, Dwayne Haskins is probably coming out from what I'm what I'm hearing, but I'm honestly Haskins is like you, you don't know what you're getting from Dwayne Haskins from game to game, and I think at some point I'm gonna look into Haskins more. I'm probably gonna cover him on the show, but um, yeah, no, that's you know I, I figured. Uh, we've covered quarterback because it's been a while since we, we talked quarterbacks. Then uh, I thought I just thought Finley was like kind of a interesting guy to talk about because there I think Finley was a guy that was hyped a lot more before the season, and I think people are starting to see now a lot of the, the glaring some of the glaring problems that Finley has and how it's going to cap his potential in the NFL. But um, that's going to do it for the episode today. Uh, thank you, everybody, again, once again, for listening. And um, so you can follow Prospect Profile uh, on Twitter at Prospect Prof. Um, the link to the iTunes feed is also on the Twitter. Um, you, can, you can just search Prospect Profile on iTunes and find us easily there. Or you can go to prospectprofile.podbean.com to listen on Podbean. And we also are on Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, just search up Prospect Profile on either platform and you will find us. But, um, yeah, i I actually been thinking up some interesting ideas for the future, uh, for future shows. And I'm thinking about maybe even doing some specialty shows like some like look back shows that some older drafts and some older draft classes um maybe even possibly doing a show on like division two division three athletes in that were able to make the jump to the nfl um something something like that or even down the road hoping to get a panel of guys when the draft order is released to be able to do like a live mock draft on on a podcast i think that'd be really cool so I just got some interesting ideas down the pipeline, so hopefully we can uh, we can work on that soon. But um, yeah, th- thank you again, everybody, for listening. Uh, Lawrence signing off, and hope to see you guys again next time for the next episode. Thank you. <laughs>